Oh man, I love how this podcast is audio only, so I can get away with shit like this. Alright, Purple City, this is the Purple City Cold Plunge. I was just listening to, uh, I was just experiencing the Joe Rogan experience, and they're talking about cold plunges, right? And I'm like, I've always wanted to try it. And uh, he's like, you know, if you got a bath at home, you can just also do it at home. So this tub is full of cold water and now has as much ice as I possibly have on hand to add to it. Your boy is getting nude. And the tunes are appropriate. So, here we go, Purple City. The cold Let's do this. Result. That was fucking awesome. Oh my god. Woo! That was intense. Look, I've also like I've also consumed a few glasses of wine. And uh Oh, the oven's heating. Some food's about to be eaten. Man, I'm ready. To, I could go for a run. I could like, I could go do, I could do a billion things right now. This is a phenomenal experience. Do your own little like quick little homemade cold plunge in your cold ass bathtub. Fill her up with the coldest water. Dump some ice cubes. Jump in. Pop some Motley Crue on and. Oh, kickstart your heart, man. That was that was phenomenal. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is the Purple City Podcast. This is cool. Great. Adios.
Hello, Purple City. How are you? Comment allez-vous? How do you? Du. Fromage bibliothèque. Fromage, fromage bibliothèque. Fromage jambon is ham. What's going on? I obviously don't speak Francais. Apologies to my Francais Quebecois listeners out there on the east coast of Montreal, home of the poutine, uh, home of the Canadians, not just Canadian citizens, but the hockey team, not just any hockey team. But the National Hockey League team, Montreal Canadiens. Um, we got to talk about something, Purple City. Now, there are many ways to describe what we're going to talk about here. You could call it, what I'm going to call it is synchronicity. But don't be fooled. I'm not talking specifically about the songs Synchronicity Parts 1 and 2 played back-to-back by the police. No, but that is part of it. It could be also known as Serendipity. And no, I'm not talking about the John Cusack film called Serendipity, but that is part of it. Now, you could also think of it as Cosmic Alignment. Now, I'm not talking about the song Cosmically Aligned by Widowspeak, but that is part of it. You could also think of it as a dink, or, as better said in the English language, a coincidence. You could also think of it as divinity, meaning of divine moment. Now, I'm not talking about divine, the great sexy divine. No, I'm not talking about a moment where divine blows all your expectations. Who wants to die in the name of art? I do. But that is part of it. Thank you, John Waters. Or lastly, You may also refer to it as providence. Providence meaning the protective care of God or of nature as a spiritual power. For example, in a sentence, they found their trust in divine providence to be a source of comfort. Now, that is the most comfortable source I've ever, ever laid upon. It's timely preparation for future eventualities. It was considered a duty to encourage providence. It's a noun. I live out my life as providence decrees. Is a Latin word. Coming from the Latin word providere, meaning foresee, attend to. Then the Latin word providentia, converted to Old French. Providence, provide, English. Let's translate providence into Hawaiian. Ho'ola'a, ho'ola'a. That's what that means. What is Purple City? In Hawaiian language. We're going to need that. That's going to come in very handy for me in the future. Purple Ma'ai Ma'ai Ah Foundation. Man, when I was in Hawaii, 
it was really, really hard to pronounce Hawaiian words while reading them until, oh, this woman, bless her soul. This, this woman, when we were in a restaurant, me and my friends, we were ordering food and trying to pronounce the words off the menu. And she helped us in the most simple, simplicity, simple, the most simplicity, in the most simple of ways. She said, we don't pronounce our vowels like our IE or whatever like you guys do. We, we go like AE, AO. There's, they're never like combined, if that makes sense. I don't know how she worded it. But the way she worded it, it clicked for me instantaneously. It was like, oh, a Waikiki. Oh, aloha. I don't know exactly any Hawaiian words, but it really helped. So here we go. What is hippa hippa in Hawaiian? Oh, it means cheers. That doesn't help me. Purple. Pony. Pony. Like P-O-N-I. Pony. Mahina means moon. Hoku means star. Anuanui. Anuanui. I said it right. That means rainbow. Kumulaua'u means tree. Oh, here's a good one. Kapuka ana okakala means sunrise. Now, how do you say spiritual things such as love? Aloha. That's love. Guess what? Uh, Lua means, wait, Lua, yeah, I'll give you a guess, I'm going to the loo, means toilet, divine power, mana, ooh, is that like when you're training mana, trading mana or something in a game, okay, here we go, purple, pony, Oh, we already fucking said that. Okay, so how do you say city in Hawaiian? Oh, isn't this just fucking great podcasting? I, I, I'm sorry. We're going to stop here. Uh, in Hawaiian language, though. Pony kaialu. Pony kaia aulu. Kaia ulu. Uahui makua i ki kaio hulu. Pony. Okay, so we need to talk about synchronicity. Alright. It is. The most magical, the most interesting, and the most cuckoo bananas thing that I think has ever happened to me, and probably has or will or may not happen to you guys and girls and thems. They, them, not referring to them or they as in the government like they did this to us or they say or they are making us turn into no i mean they them as in that's what people want to be called or whatever it is that you prefer to be you're illuminated i see you all with your all-seeing eye tattoos your all-seeing eye apparel your all-seeing eye art That's the sign. That's the message. That's the winking eye. Welcome to the 33rd level, everybody. Welcome to the 13th floor. This is how we do things differently. This is the new age. Are you ready for it? Are you for real ready for what's to come? And how will you 
play your role in the future of what's to come? How will you handle your divine purpose? How will you handle the set of skills you've been given? And how will you implement them into bettering the future of the true human race? Because not everybody out there is human, Purple City. I don't think we are actually born human. I think we become human. Isn't that what Barbie's all about? It's, this is the future, man. This is the age where women take the power back. I can see it. I can feel it. And it's already beginning. I've said this before on the podcast. I'll say it again. This is the fucking generation where women kick ass. All the great bands that I've been seeing, tons of them, man, especially rock bands now, women. Women are killing it. And I, for one, cannot be more happy to be in the front row witnessing History unfold before my eyes within this city. And I like being right in the middle of it. I like being a part of it. And I like talking about it. I like talking to you. I like talking. Now, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens. When you get off the internet, you get off whatever the fuck wavelength frequency it is that you're tuned into at birth. Whatever distractions there are that this world offers. Once you get away from it, you shut it all down and you sit in reality, in silence, with yourself, in your sanctuary, with your surroundings. The area that you've built around you. As you sit and be one with yourself, you start to become one with the world around you. And the more you lock in into that idea and the more you start realizing that you're not crazy, that More of these coincidences keep happening over and over and over and it's starting to overwhelm you and you start to go fucking nuts and you start to like act crazy around all your friends because you can't believe what is happening. It doesn't seem real. And every time that you think you're just going crazy, the more and more things start to sync up until one day your dad randomly texts you as your relationship and presence is coming back into those lives of your family and your friends, and you're coming closer to home, you get a text saying, listen to Synchronicity Parts 1 and 2, back-to-back, full blast. And like that, that was it, with no, not really any context. And... At this moment of time, I was letting the universe decide for me exactly everything I should do in every moment. I no longer made plans. I no longer chose what to do. Since I'm somebody with an extremely eclectic mind and mind of interests, uh, there's a billion movies and a billion things I want to listen to or whatever, and If somebody talked about something in my life or on a podcast or around me, I'd hear that word and I'd stick to it and I'd go, that's what I'm doing tonight. Somebody told me about the movie. Oh my God. It's fucking synchronicity. Oh my God. So somebody once told me, for example, a customer, a great, great, wonderful man named Bernie, Bernie Cohen. I'm going to say the full name because he was a fucking awesome dude. A true real one, man. A true man. A true human being. 
First time I met him, he came into my store to buy something off me, and I helped him out. I helped him out a lot. He was extremely wonderful. And he told me that I need to listen to, or sorry, that I need to watch the film Awakenings. Ask me if I'd seen it. And I'm like, no. But you know what? That's one of the many VHSs that I've acquired and put in my library for future viewing. And it's a film that never really stuck out to me. One that, to this day, I probably would never have watched. Yet. Because it just seemed like a one of the slow, boring, sentimental films starring... Robin Williams is uh, is like a doctor taking care of patients. And one of those patients played by, I think in the Oscar-winning role, played by Robert De Niro. It just seemed like a sad, sad story. But this man's telling me I need to see Awakenings <laughs> as I'm going through my own awakening. And I'm like, Kate, sold. You're right. I went home that night sober and watched Awakenings. And bawled my eyes out by how how serendipitous it was. And how the film answered so many questions that were longing in the back of my mind as to what was going on. And the movie was a metaphor for all these sleeping people. And somebody, somebody finds a way to wake every, these people up. And these people, they awake, even though the government and all the other doctors are fighting to stop the trials of using this, this certain drug that he finds out, wakes these people up from catatonic states because there's no money in it. Or the pharmaceutical, it's, you get it, you get the point, big pharma. But anyways, he does these trials and they work. And these people wake up and try to adjust to life in this new, new timeline since they've grown older and they have past memories, but at a certain point they stopped and went into a catatonic state and got put into a home. And they adjust to life. And it's all a metaphor for people awakening and then if you don't continue to follow you just you fall back asleep now that's just one one serendipitous moment to make it even crazier and bring it all around to this moment right now today I ran into Bernie in a moment of synchronicity I was going to take a certain way to go to a valley village today. But I felt, no, I got to turn this way. And I always follow my heart. Every instinct, I just instantaneously go. Go, 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 go. Like Dirk, gent like Dirk Gently from the Holistic Detective Agency. You just always know where to go at every moment. It seems like a bunch of unconnected, spontaneous, and unlikely coincidences, but it's not. In the words of Elijah Wood, as I pull into the parking lot, I'm greeted with the all-seeing eye, graffitied on the side of a dumpster, knowing that I'm in the right place at the right time. I pull in, and sure of fucking enough, I see that beater car. The same car that I just so happened to see the day prior on my way home from work. I saw that beautiful fucking car coming from a distance and I'm like, that's motherfucking Bernie's car, man. That man left such an imprint in my mind, in my life. He was such a great soul and really commanded the moment. He smelled real bad and he read all the cans with a little magnifying glass out of his pocket but that doesn't matter. That just shows you how real the motherfucker is. I saw that beater car, the smashed out window and the plastic on the side. And I'm like, there's Bernie. And of course, it was Bernie. 
Cohen, like the singer. And then today I pull in and there he is, sure enough, parked right there. And I look at him. The motherfucker doesn't know my car. Motherfucker looked at me right away and it was instantaneous. It was like, boom. He knew it was me. And we were both lit up. And I pulled right in pretty much next to him and he stood there waiting and greeted me with the friendliest hello. Nice to see you, Jonah. Remembered my name and everything. And I remembered his name too. I popped out of my car and I was like, Bernie Cohen, how the hell are you? He would have been better if he said uh, Junkie hadn't smashed in his window. Fucking junkies, he says. So we went into Valley Village together. I went to go look at the VHSs and we split up. He went uh, off to go look at the, at the lingerie. He says he likes to look at the lingerie. Because he's got a few lady friends that appreciate the donation. So do with that what you may. I did with it what I may have. And I, I knew exactly what that meant. <laughs> I knew exactly what that meant. You go, Bernie, man. You're fucking living life. You're doing it right. Doing it right. Do, 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 do. Doing it right. Do, 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 do. So that's a moment of synchronicity. Now, how about this? Imagine you're standing on your balcony downtown overlooking the river and all these other buildings and another fucking McDonald's sign. The only thing obstructing your view from being perfect is the fucking golden arches. So anyways, imagine you're there. And you're going to smoke your first big joint for the night. It's pitch black outside. It's winter. And you pop those on. But you do it on Spotify with your headphones. Full blast. Because it's really, really hard to, to do it on vinyl. Because you gotta, it's, you got to flip it. It's the last, part one is the last song on side A. And part two is the first song on side B. So you got to flip it real fucking fast. But if you do it on Spotify, it will seamlessly glide into each other. And you go through something that feels symbiotic. And very, very powerful. And spiritual, but you don't know what it is. But you feel it engrossing you from the inside. Filling you up with warmth. And then you're hit. And you didn't know this. But it's followed up by every breath you take. A song about every move you make, every breath you take, every claim you stake, and every vibe you break, he'll be watching you. Now who is it that is watching you? Is it Sting? Is it the stalker that the public seems to think this song is about? Or... Or, imagine this, it's the creator, it's the master planner, it's God, it's the matrix itself telling you, because this is not the first time that things have shut down, clunk, and restarted up, only for that song to begin playing as a message to you to be good. Think about it like Santa. He's got a list and he's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's been naughty or nice. And if you've been nice, you get a present. You get a gift. You get rewarded for your good deeds and your being a good Samaritan. You are rewarded for love. As long as you live life with love, full of love, giving love, not expecting love in return, you will receive love or find love in places that you never thought love could exist. 
and understand that the darkest and most fucked up of things that are happening out there may not be happening to those people consciously as they may be in their own personal heaven on earth. And that you got to understand that in the sacred timeline, all these things need to happen in order to progress because you learn from making mistakes. You need the yang to have the yin. And you need the yin to have the yang. Yin, yang, yin, yang, yin, yang. Yang, yin. Yang, yin. Yang, yin. It's lizard mayhem, man. It's a fucking lizard mayhem, man. The shape-shifting lizards, man. The lizard people, man. It's the reptilians, man. Or is it? Is it just our reptilian minds making us believe that we are not reptilians ourselves? Or are we not reptilian, but our reptilian mind likes to wish we were? Either way, the only scales we have are the scales in music. The scales that you can learn and play upon instruments given to us by the great elements that this universe has created. And we have somehow figured out to put together, to create and build such wonderful devices, instruments, if you may, that create beautiful, beautiful sounds, which can then be incorporated into melodies which can then be combined with other instruments and other melodies to create music, song, to create the power of dance, the most powerful, powerful thing I think on this planet is the power of music. Music is the most important thing in this world. Music gives a soul to the universe. Music gives wings to the mind. And music gives life to everything. That's what Plato said. Now if Plato said that way, way, way back then in ancient Greece... And still to this day, you hear the fucking goddamn funky beats of Dua Lipa as you're in the Barbie movie, and you just can't help but dance in your motherfucking theater seat. You gotta wipe your buttery fingers off on your pants and get up and wave your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Until the person behind you says, please sit down. This is the Barbie movie and I can't see. I'm short. I'm vertically challenged. The Barbie movie was phenomenal. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was exactly what I expected. And it was exactly what I wanted out of it. Now, it was not nearly as funny as I thought it was going to be. It was hilarious in the beginning. The first, the first half hour, oh, so funny. But once they go back to Barbie land, it was no longer a funny film. It was very thought-provoking, full of social commentary, very political, very metaphorical. And it hits home. It hits all the points that I actually didn't expect it to. In a way, I didn't think they would attack the patriarchy so well and show that it's not just one way, man. When you go to the extreme and go to the other way, it just creates this vicious loop where the other extreme ends up becoming the extreme that you are in, meaning 
society for men and women, I guess. I don't know how to word that. But like, as a man, as a male in this society, modern times, you know, like, you really connect. You really relate to Ken. Because it's girls' night every night. When are we going to hang? When can I sleep over? What are we going to do if we sleep over? I don't know. I've never even gotten to that point yet. It's girls' night every night. I'll just... I don't know where I'm going to go. But I know tomorrow... I'm going to beach. And I'm going to beach so good... I'm going to be beach better than all of you. I'll beat you off. I'll beat any of you off. Sorry, beach any of you off. It'd be really hard to beat off a Ken doll. There ain't really much to, to hold on to there. Kind of got to like rub a Ken doll, I guess. That film even ended. With the whole metaphor of understanding that you need to be alone to find yourself. And your true love also needed to go their separate ways and be alone to find themselves. Because only in your absence and loneliness can you truly become the real Barbie. And only on his own could Ken become Ken. And then when they realized that they were their true, ultimate, divine, purposeful selves, then they were ready for each other. Then they were ready for the challenge of finally becoming human. With the last shot, literally Purple City, with the all-seeing eye. Sorry, the last shot, I guess, was uh, the great Margot Robbie the gynecologist but the final metaphorical moment in the crescendo the climax was the all-seeing eye and that was the moment I knew this is the right timeline and this is how we do it this is how we win through art it's the only way we're going to figure this out and it's the only way we're going to wake up and it's the only way we're going to understand what the fuck to do. Because we're fucked. We're fucked right now. In a sense. Everything's going to be good. But as a society, if you're not in tune to all this, you're fucked. I was speaking to a man who lives in China uh, a couple nights ago. And I asked him about social credit scores and if that's reality, if that is true. It is. He himself has a social credit score. Now, he's not a Chinese citizen. He's actually a white man from Winnipeg who teaches overseas and has teached in many countries over his lifetime and loves China, Beijing. Um... Uh, to be exact, and lived there throughout all of COVID, through all the lockdowns and everything. He was there. He still continues to live there. But he sees how those people are and how they don't even want to stand out in class. His students don't want to be different. They just want to be like how everyone else is because that's the way they're Raised, that's the way they're taught, and that's the way they're brainwashed. Just to follow the narrative, follow the herd. Don't, don't go astray. You must be like everybody else. And even and he didn't know about this, but Bill C, C eighteen. Told him about that. That's fucking scary. How us Canadians cannot even view Canadian news through social media apps or platforms anymore. We must refer to and believe 
all the main news sources, like CNN, fucking CBC, Global, or whatever it is. Now, if you follow alternative media, you will have to source and hunt it out on your own. Now, you'll have to go to direct websites. You'll have to subscribe to papers. It's actually going to be like the old days, man. The good old days before the internet. Where you had to source out any alternative facts or stories or news. In order to get the true picture of what's going on. What's going on? You know the Marvin Gaye song? Um, so, that, that being said, where do you think we're headed? I think we're headed to a great future. But it's going to be, it's going to be scary, man. It's going to be 50-50. It's going to seem like there's hell on earth. There's outbreak. There's fucking riots in the streets, man. But if you stay humble and true to yourself and try to create your own things, don't, don't rely on other food sources. Make your own food. Don't rely on things. Just create your own, your own choices, your own beliefs, and your own world within a world filled with lies and deception. Create a world of truth. A world of truth that only you know is the truth because you only surround yourself with the truth and only speak the truth and only hear the truth. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. See the truth, hear the truth, speak the truth. And if you don't know how to do it, well, figure out how you can do it creatively. Figure out how to do it through art. Whether it, all, whether it be just drawing a little, a little spiral and putting it up somewhere. Some other human being will see that spiral. And if they're lucky, they'll be one of the chosen ones who will see that spiral by chance. Or is it chance? Their third eye will see the spiral and direct their main two eyes to look at it and inform their brain that this is the universe working out, progressing in a positive way. That's the meaning of the spiral. It's an ancient pagan symbol as well. Look at pagan symbols. Those are the symbols to really think about, absorb, I try to keep your third eye out for so that you can see it with your own two eyes and be filled with the incredible sense that everything is going to be okay. That you are along the right path towards the right destination. Because we need art in the arrangements of cities as well as in the other realms of life, to help explain life to us, to show us meanings, to illuminate the relationship between the life that each of us embodies and the life outside us. It's the words of Jane Jacobs. Now, if you can find your creative passion... Throw some art up around the city. Do whatever you can. Spread the word. Who cares if people are looking? I put stickers up all over this city in front of people. I don't fucking care. What are you going to do? There's stickers everywhere. What are you going to be like? Hey, don't you vandalize that street pole, boy. You take your mushroom sticker down or I will shove a foot up your ass on this city sidewalk right here, right now, boy.
No. They usually just look and are like, damn. Wish I was brave enough to do something like that. And then I put those up. And I know for a fact people see them. I've had friends of mine. I've had my sister send me photos of mushroom stickers that they've come across. Ones that even I don't even remember putting up in certain areas. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? Is this, was this you? And I'm like, yep. See, it's working. See, those people think of me. But the people who don't know me, they think mushroom. Now, they may be part of the, the group that just believes that magic mushrooms are crazy, man. They make you go blow your mind. Make you think you can fly. Or they're the people that are standing at the LC line, their girlfriend, and they see it and they go, oh shit, look at that mushrooms too. Hey, do you want to do mushrooms this weekend? And then they're like, yeah, let's pull that old bag out that we had from Bogue Fest. Yeah, let's do that. And then they watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and they never smoke cigarettes ever again. That's the kind of shit that I know is happening out there and that's what I love. That's what I live for and that's one of the little things I do for you all. One of the ways to normalize mushrooms in the home. You know how people put up crosses or wear crosses or put Jesus fish on their cars? Well, I have mushrooms. Beautiful mushrooms all over my home and life and world, as well as the color purple. I surround myself with the things that made me who I am and made me, <coughs> excuse me, become the loving, loving life, loving myself person that I am today. The show must go on. So, synchronicity, what does it mean to you? And how can you sync up with life? Well, strange things happen, Purple City. That's the title of the book written by Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the police, the band that wrote and performed the song Synchronicity and Every Breath You Take. And the day after I listened to that synchronicity thing on the balcony, followed by every breath you take, the day after I had this calling to go to Salvation Army after work. So I go and I fucking walk in and I am graced with, I swear to God, I am graced with a giant framed photo of Sting. And I'm like, I almost dropped to my knees. I would have if I had known in that very moment exactly for sure that that was Sting, but I didn't know. It's Sting in the 90s, so it's less sexy Sting. It's not the Sting you know in Dune that looks like that ripped German kraut boy. No, this was thin Sting, almost like how David Bowie changed. And I didn't know for sure, and I called my mom through... uh, like Facebook, FaceTime. And I'm like, put that on the phone right now. Put down the phone. And I'm like almost in a panic. She's like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I just need to know something right now. She puts him on the phone. I turn the camera. I'm like, dad, is this sting? Tell me right now, is this sting? And he didn't even know. They're all looking at it and they're like, I don't know. Like it, it looks like sting. It could be. And I think we spent like 10 minutes trying to figure it out. I was Googling pictures of Sting circa 1991, 93, trying to find this photo. I couldn't find it. And then I was going to buy it, and then I was like, oh, I don't know for sure if it's, not, if it's not Sting. I don't want this fucking framed photo of some strange dude that could potentially be Brian Adams. Man, that would be a, that would be a bust. That would be the worst thing that could have happened since summer of 69. I would have cut that thing up like a knife. But instead, 
upon further examination in the corner, I was stung. As if by a bee, I was stung. It says copyright 1991 sting. <laughs> I'm so dumb. He was right there in front of me the whole time. So now, and I'm staring at it right now too, as I speak to you. When you walk in the door to my apartment, you are instantly stung with the frame photo of Sting. It's exactly how it was at my last apartment where I was living at the time of this story. And it will always be in the front entrance of every home I live so that every person, me, myself included, gets instantly stung as they walk in through the door and are reminded that they're insane. But, to quote Alice in Wonderland, have I gone mad? I'm afraid so. You're entirely bonkers. But I'll tell you a secret. All the best people are. It just takes study and concentration to grow with the flow. So sit on this, you wankers. You're in my heart, and I'm in my own heart, and the universe is my heart. We are all one. We are all one. And if we don't start acting like we're all one and start and keep continuing to distance ourselves and from each other and our neighbors and continue to socially distance ourselves and become more socially awkward and more alone and more hermit-like. That's, that's the fucking fear. Is a future where humanity no longer stands together. Where it's the oppressors against us, but we're all too busy hating each other for stupid, silly little things like politics, gang wars, disagreeing on whether, honey, I shrunk the kids, honey, I blew up the kid, or honey, we shrunk ourselves as the superior honey film. It doesn't matter because they all have Rick Moranis. They all do. Now why don't you be like Rick Moranis and fall in love with a plant? So much so that this plant starts to grow giant and starts to start to go, feed me. Feed me. I'm so fucking hungry, Bill. I'm so hungry. And to feed that plant, you must go out into the night and find yourself an unsuspecting victim to then murder in cold blood, to then take home to feed your plant. Now that takes feeding your plants to another level. That takes watching your plant as you're on vacation to a whole new level. Why don't you be like Rick Moranis and give a little love in your heart? Find your hermetic code. And folk on, man. Run down the road. Get chased by Wile E. Coyote, but realize that no matter, no matter how many times there's an attempt taken on your life, Acme products will always fail. They will always fail. And they will always reverse themselves back towards the one using them inappropriately. I do look forward to seeing the movie with Wile E. Coyote, like the courtroom drama 
of Wiley Coyote in court, like suing Acme products or Acme company. That's funny to me. Is that actually a thing? Is that happening? Acme courtroom drama. Ah, uh, yes. Looks like it's still on. Titled Coyote vs. Acme. Based on, like, a 1990 screen screenplay, it looks like. The last bit of luck was 2022. Or, sorry, the last bit of news was in 2022. Announcing that John Cena will play the role of the Acme lawyer. So that that's something to look forward to. Okay, Purple City. I think that concludes... It concludes this podcast. This will not be a Purple City Field Report. This will be... I don't know what this will be. Maybe it will be. It was planning to be, and then it was supposed to lead into an actual field report when I said that it is the future of women in art. Because I just came back from seeing a fucking wonderful all-female band. Called Babe Corner. But you know what? That will be another podcast. Um, I shall discuss that probably tomorrow as I return from Cindy Lee and Freak Heat Waves at the rooftop of the Winnipeg Art Gallery. So, I'll see you then. Holy shit. If this isn't the most ultimate twist of fate that I could have ever imagined, this is the twist to end all twists. This is the twist to make your nurple turn purple. Purple City. If this is not a divine moment of synchronicity, As I just recorded what you just heard, I had this feeling that I should try to find some image online that I can post on Instagram to fit with the theme of the release of this episode next week. So I Google the words, purple synchronicity, to see what comes up. And I swear to you, I swear to God, I find images right away. First things that come up on Google Images, shout out Google, is the album itself, the record, the vinyl, Synchronicity by the Police. But it appears to be translucent purple, and I'm like, no way. They released a purple edition of it. No, 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 no. Not only did they release a purple translucent version of the album, but the very first edition ever released of this record is translucent purple. But nobody knows. Because the album appears to just be a regular black vinyl until it is held up in the light and allowed to shine. And as the light shines through it, it's illuminated purple. So I fucking run to my record collection. I run to my library and start digging through my archives. It it didn't take long. It's all alphabetical, so I know exactly where the police synchronicity is. And I pull it out in a fit of fucking... Excitement and ecstasy and wonder for what reveal may be for me, be before me. And lo and behold, toot my horn and call me Smokey the Bandit. I held up that record to the light, and you best fucking believe, Purple City, that it shone purple. This is real. This is reality.
upon those images that appear was an image of a book written by a man named Dr. Kirby Surprise. Now, that's a surprise that his last name is Surprise, but it should be no surprise to you that the book is titled Synchronicity, The Art of Coincidence, Choice, and Unlocking Your Mind. If that's not enough to make you think about everything you just heard, and question your own reality and wonder whether or not this fucking guy you're listening to is absolutely batshit insane or if he may be onto something and you're curious to see what you yourself can unlock within you. So I encourage you, Purple City, Purple Setonians, and anybody outside of these city walls to challenge yourself, challenge your thinking, and challenge the way you're hardwired. Because it's completely possible to rewire everything. You can change those circuits and you can change the direction of which circus you're headed for. So, with that being said, I'm going to go celebrate by listening to Synchronicity by the police. Oh, and one more thing. If any of those things that you just heard resonate with you strongly, well, I only got one thing to say to you. We won. We fucking won. We fucking won. Thank you, 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 thank you. We're going to heaven. And Jesus, he's pretty cute. skipped on the beginning. Well, as always, Purple City, until we meet again, happy trails. Happy trails.